ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Welcome back to another episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. Um, just a few weeks ago, I released a podcast episode, which was really fun uh, for me to record, and I got a lot of good feedback. A lot of you really enjoyed it. Um, and that was A Week in Our Life, Our Rhythms of Home. Um, it was fun. I really did enjoy giving you all a glimpse into life and what that looks like for us. I am such a planner, like a planner to my core. So it is a joy for me to figure out what rhythms and schedules and all of that our family really thrives on. Um, I've put a lot of time and prayer and trial and error and work into that. Um, and, and it hasn't always worked, but sometimes it has brought about great fruit and has helped me. You know, I get questions all the time like, oh my goodness, how do you manage all those little kids and homeschooling and being pregnant? And, you know, some days look much better than others. I'm not going to lie. There are some days where I am like, I am not going to make it. Um, but as a whole, implementing a lot of these rhythms into our home has really, really been helpful for us. If you did not catch that episode in the whole beginning part, I talk about a lot of the homemaking tasks, you know, meal planning, food prep, um, laundry, uh, grocery shopping, cleaning, a lot of those things and how we have practically implemented that and just to our everyday lives and how putting in the forefront, like, the, you know, the initial thought of, how can we make this really practical for the season that we're in has helped. Uh, then I go into a breakdown of just a week, <laughs> a week in our life and day by day what that looks like. Now, I don't know if, if you saw my Instagram, I posted in my stories, actually the day that that podcast episode released, we found out that my husband's school schedule had like totally changed. So everything that I said as far as like the day by day does not look anything like what it said in the day by day. The gist of like what we do is the same, but it has all been scrambled around and reassigned to a different day, which I am not going to talk about in this episode. You got enough in that episode to get the idea. I don't really think you care if hospitality night is on Monday or Thursday. But um, I realized as I went back and listened to that episode, which I said at the end episode, I knew was going to happen, trying to talk about your rhythms of home and what a week looks like in your life, like that, that's a long amount of time to try to cover. That's a lot of details. And I knew I was going to forget something. Um, and when I listened to it, I realized I did not address evenings at all. Like I got you to dinner every day, I think. And then we just like dropped off the cliff and it started with the next day. Well, we don't end our day after dinner at like 5.30. So <laughs> I thought, you know what? Uh, let's chat about evenings. Let's chat about creating an evening routine. Um, because I think that it's a very important part of the day. And actually, it's, it's a pretty large chunk of the day. So I felt like I kind of left you guys with a cliffhanger, not talking about our evenings. Um, 
so that's where this episode is going to pick up. It's not necessarily like a part two because uh, it's a standalone. You can be here just to figure out about evening routines um, or you can couple it with the other episode. If you have not listened to it, go listen to the other one. Or if you already have, well, this fills in some of the holes of what you might have missed. Um, but we're going to talk about creating an evening routine. Um, just some tips that I have learned from other people who are much wiser and more experienced than myself from what I've learned um, in our own home and family, and then just practically to show you what that looks like for us. Now, everybody is different, um, and you have uh, morning people, you have night owls, um, you you know, and then you have people that just are nothing, <laughs> which sometimes I feel like is what I am at in my stage of motherhood. I very much used to be a morning person. Like when I was in college, Simeon laughs at me. I would be in bed no later than 9 p.m., but I'd get up at like 4.30 or 5, and I would actually do my homework in the morning. I was awake. I was vibrant. I was fresh. My brain was just like, let's go. Um, so the morning hours were my favorite hours. Then I started having children, um, and the less sleep I got in the night, uh, the less engaged my brain was when I woke up. And the earlier, like 5 a.m. felt like midnight to me. You know, 8 a.m. sometimes felt like midnight to me. Um, But I started switching for not being quite so much of a morning person. But even though I don't get up as early and my brain, you know, I don't know that my brain will ever be what it once was. And, And that's okay. That's okay. I'm not blaming that on anything in particular. I think it is a combination of a lot of things. And the fact that, you know what, I'm just not 20 anymore. Um, But I'm also, I have never reverted to being a night owl. I'm not one of those people that's just going to stay up until midnight or later. Um, I am definitely, even though I don't get up as early, my productive time of the day is most definitely the morning. Like from the time I get up until mid-afternoon, that is where I am fully energetic, wanting to tackle things, get the task of home done. And once you kind of hit that mid-afternoon, it slowly like, slows down. Um, I like my evenings to be chill. I like them to be very relaxed. I don't want to be doing a lot, you know, and some people are different. Some people are like, Hey, I put the kids to bed and that's when I do all my cooking and cleaning and all of that. I am just not that way. That sounds like absolute misery to me. And sometimes I, I do have to do things like that just because reality is they didn't happen during the day. But I still like, if I'm going to have to fold laundry, I want to do it while I'm sitting on the couch and I have my audio book in. Like I want it to be a relaxing, calm atmosphere. I don't want it like wild and crazy evenings. So anyway, depending on what kind of person you are and where you fall on the scale, that will determine a little bit about what your evenings look like. But, um, I'm thinking here that I'm talking to more than likely people in the season of motherhood. If not, please keep listening. I think there's still things that you can glean from this. Um, But I am talking to people who are kind of like me, where you have busy days, um, whether that's just at a job, working a career, or if you're taking care of kids all day. And so your evening routine needs to help you kind of reset, get things back on track um, to really set you up for success the next day. I'm going to read a quote by Crystal Payne, Money Saving Mom. I recently had her on the podcast talking about her new book, Time Saving Mom. And she addresses some of this with evening routine and morning routine. I believe she actually has a whole chapter 
maybe two chapters, maybe one for morning and one for evening. I can't remember. And I have it on audiobook, so I can't look quick. Um, but this quote from Crystal says, do you struggle to get up and get going every morning? Does your day start with you feeling overwhelmed by everything you have to do, need to do, and feel you should do? I truly believe that a success, successful day begins the night before. Setting yourself up for success before bed is an amazing way to not only have more peace in your day, but it's a way to feel calmer and happier and to have time for those things that matter most to you. I loved that quote. And that's really where we're just going to springboard into this episode because whatever you are, a morning person, a night person, somewhere in between, um, I think we all just have busy schedules. We all feel like there's too much on our plate. Um, and, and, and sometimes if that's you, maybe you need to go back and listen to, uh, I'll, I'll link the episode that I did a while back with Erin Bates Payne on a quiet, contented heart where she talks about priorities. She is a mom of a lot of littles. She homeschools. Um, I'm sure that at the end of the day, she probably crashes just like I do. Um, but she really shares some biblical advice on figuring out what your priorities are, what matters most in the day, and finding peace and contentment in what you got accomplished. Um, So I'll link that down there for a little more of a biblical chat on that aspect of it. Um, But I love what Crystal said here. If you really want to set yourself up for success the next day, that begins the evening before, and it begins in creating a, a good evening routine. Now, when I say routine, I'm not talking about like a schedule of like, you know, seven to eight, we do this, eight to nine, we do that. Um, I'm really just talking about kind of, and I've said this before in so many different aspects, you know, we had our rhythms of home, we have our rhythms of homeschooling. I like the idea of rhythms. This is kind of a pattern of what we do. Um, it doesn't necessarily have a time clock connected to it, but just, and I think all of us, whether you would acknowledge your rhythms or not, we all are creatures of habit and we tend to fall into kind of rhythms and routines of this is what life looks like for us. Um, So as we talk about that, I'm going to share kind of some of our rhythms and what we have fallen into. Um, But if you're really trying to work on your evening time, on having time to wind down, to calm down, to recover, to reset. Um, you know, I, I get questions sometimes of, you know, as, as a busy mom, how do you find time for yourself? And I'm not an advocate for the whole me time and self-care and all of that. But the reality is um, I have to take care of myself so that I can take care of my others. If I am, you know, working and slaving away all day, trying to serve my family. And then I spend my evening hours way up into the night binging on TV. It's only natural that I'm going to wake up the next morning feeling behind because I got nothing accomplished, feeling tired because I stayed up way too late watching just one more episode. Um, and so that snowballs the whole rest of the day to not go well. And, you know, then we tend to repeat it and repeat it. And I've been in seasons where that that was the rhythm of home, you know, and, and it was funny. This, this was a much younger season. And I, I've shared some of this story earlier in our marriage. Um, but Simeon and I both like to just relax together some in the evenings. And in that season, we thought that relaxing together was watching TV till almost midnight. Um, but many, many things we realized, but one was just that it didn't, 
it one we weren't really connecting um but it didn't really allow us the rest and refreshment that we needed to set up successfully for the next day so figure out your purpose why are you trying to work on your evenings why why is this even important to you and really and i think it comes back to this quote and what we've been talking about here but you just want to close out the day well and prepare well for the next day Connecting these two things, understanding that uh, much of the next day's success depends on the closeout of this day. And days are going to look different. There's going to be days where you're going to get to sit down and, you know, okay, I'm just going to explain my ideal evening to get a nice warm bath while you read um, and then enjoy a cup of tea and a leisurely conversation with your husband while all the kids peacefully sleep. Um, But then you're going to have those days where that is your expectation. You strive for that all day. Um, But then, you know, the a kid gets sick and derails not only your evening, but your night. Or maybe there was just a lot going on and you've got laundry, you know, in the washer. And I've done this before. You go to put it in the dryer thinking like, oh, I'll just put it in the dryer and I'll get it in the morning. But then you realize, oh no, the dryer's full. So I've got to unload the dryer. So I can put the wet clothes in. Well, now I've got this dryer load of clean laundry that's sitting on my couch, which is where I was going to sit and enjoy my tea. And now I can't. So do I just like, go sit my tea in bed or do I tackle this mountain of luxury? You know, so days don't always go the way you expect. Um, but on a general rule, trying to just work on this aspect. Um, and I think really the first thing that's important is you need to determine everybody's bedtimes because if you determine bedtimes, that gives you somewhat of a timeline of, okay, well, again, if you're not going to like, okay, this time to this time to this time, that's not what I'm saying here, but I'm saying if you know that, hey, your kids go to bed by seven or eight or nine or whenever you put them to bed, we have this many hours from dinner time to bedtime. Um, and that gives you an idea of what you can fit in that amount of time. Um, so us, for example, let me pick up where I left off in that other episode. You know, I feel like the day kind of divides itself into chunks. You, we kind of have our morning uh, really up until lunch where mo- the majority of our school day happens. Very, very productive time. Um, then we have a little bit of a quiet time in the afternoon. Um, then after that, it's probably my slowest, most dreaded time of day. From like 3 to 5, 5.30 uh, when we're waiting for daddy to come home. You know, those hours just creep. But then you have dinner to bedtime. Um, So for us, our kids actually go to bed at 7, which I didn't think was really early, but I hear from people all the time that's like, oh my goodness, how do you get your kids to go to bed at 7? It doesn't work for everybody. This works for our family. Um, Our kids get up at 7 a.m. on the dot, whether we put them to bed at 7 p.m. or whether we put them to bed at midnight. So we just realized that, if their, if their wake-up time wasn't going to change, it was better for our family to put them to bed at 7. Now, my oldest is 6, pushing 7, um, and she has always been the one that does not require as much sleep. So there it, there are times where we let her stay up a little bit later, um, but it's still, by 7, we really shoot to have our house, like, lights are either off or dim, soft music playing, we're really creating this atmosphere of winding down, calming down, settling our hearts after a busy day. Um, so even if a kid or two is up, um, you know, it's, it's, she's reading, she's doing something quiet. She's not, you know, up around playing while the other ones are, Oh, why we have to go to bed? Um, 
And usually my kids play so hard during the day that come seven, they, they're like, can we please go to bed? I'm tired. They crash. Um, but we usually put the kids to bed at seven. Um, and then even as an adult, like you don't have to like set a bedtime, but having a general, like this is my goal when I want to be in bed gives you an idea too of how you're going to spend your evening. So I, this changes based on pregnancy in my early pregnancy this time, I have been so exhausted that like there, there was a few weeks where I literally could not keep my eyeballs open past seven. So when the kids went to bed, I went to bed and Simeon just had the weekend or the evenings to like work or do whatever he wanted because I could not stay up. That is getting progressively better. And normally, um, we kind of shoot to be in bed winding down at 10, um, like, like getting ready to sleep at 10. That's kind of the goal. Sometimes Simeon's a little more of a kind of like 1030 guy, but he kind of compromises. Usually we just lay there and talk for a little bit anyway, talk about our day and stuff, catch up. Um, but usually 10 is kind of what we plan for. So I know we eat dinner about five, five 30, usually takes us about 30 minutes. Um, we kind of have a system down where daddy tends to give the kids a bath while I clean up the kitchen that usually times out to where I'm about done when he's about done. Um, and so then we transition into some evening things. So by the time we finish dinner and clean up dinner kitchen, I really try hard to get my kitchen cleaned and tidied. That just helps me. So if, if I come out in the morning and look at the sink and it is heaping with dirty dishes and there's pots and pans on my stove and there's crumbs everywhere, like it just does not start me off on the right foot at all. Um, so I really work hard to just get the kitchen clean. We're wiping the table, dishes in the dishwasher, uh, you know, things put away, getting it ready for the next day so that when I come out, it is a fresh start. Um, and again, we love music in our home. We really use that as a tool to help set the atmosphere of our home. So in the evenings, um, where we tend to have more just instrumental hymns playing, I'll link some of my favorites down in the comments. Um, but those are playing, creating that peaceful atmosphere, getting us through that cleanup time, Simeon's bathing the kiddos. That usually takes us to about six, six 30, depending on how early we had dinner. Um, then we spend a little bit of time with the kiddos as a family. Simeon usually has a read aloud that he's doing with the kids. They just finished Treasure Island, and I think they started Peter Pan. So he'll usually read to them while they, you know, play magnetiles or something, just quietly listening, um, just spending some time with the kiddos. Um, more often than not, I actually shower in the evenings, so that's kind of my time to slip away and go get a shower, or you know, if I'm trying to prep school for the next day or whatever it is that I need to get done. Daddy's got them for about that 30 minute chunk of time uh, before they go to bed, reading to them. Again, trying to do something that's kind of settling, calming so that it's not like, and, and he does. There are definitely times where, you know, it's just wild and crazy wrestle session with daddy, but we try to not have that happen right before bedtime. Um, if you've been there and done that, you know what I'm saying. It just doesn't promote an atmosphere of winding down. Um, so reading is a great way to kind of end on that note. Uh, then we do, we put the kiddos down, we put them down to bed. Now I will say something that we're trying to implement in our home recently, which is an idea I got from someone else, um, is once a week, one of our kids gets to stay up 30 minutes late. And that is their time with mom and dad, whatever they want to do, you know, within reason. Uh, we spend that time with that child. 
Um, and, and, it, and it's great because it's only once a week and it's for 30 minutes. So it's not like, you know, it's cutting in too much into Simeon and I's time together or our time to try to get ready for the next day or try to get time to try to get some work done, which I'll talk in just a minute about kind of what our evenings look like. Um, but it's also a great opportunity to get some one-on-one time because I've really been feeling like I want more one-on-one time with my kid and not just necessarily me and that child. I love that, but really like Simeon and I both spending time with our individual children. But the reality is like we have a ton of kids. How, I mean, what do you do? Do you get a babysitter once a week so you can take this kid out? Well, if you do, then, you know, you can't have a date night and it just kind of snowballs. So I was really trying to work through like how could we get some time with just mom and dad and each child um, without making it like a super complicated big thing. And then somebody said that they did this and I was like, oh, what a great idea. Um, and so since we currently have four kids, uh, once a month they get their evening with daddy. Now Willow, she can't, she can't even stay up past seven if she wanted to. So she doesn't really get a 30 minutes. That's just an off week for us. I guess we should just maybe loop with the three of them, the three older ones. Um, but they look so forward to that so far. Uh, we've, we've really just implemented this. So I think we've only had one round of kids, but Eden wanted to play restaurant. So she set up this whole little restaurant with all of our food toys and Simeon and I were the patrons and she was the waitress. And so for 30 minutes, we just played restaurant with her. And and that was fun. That was special. Um, Knox, what did he do? Oh, he wanted to play. We have a game called Hive. I'll link that down in the comments. It's a two-player game. Uh, Simeon and I got it way back for him and I to play, but he's actually been able to teach the older two how to play it, and they really, really, really love that. Um, so he wanted to play Hive with Daddy, so it was a two-player, but I obviously kind of wanted to still be involved in there um, because it was supposed to be Mom and Daddy time. So I sat there with them, and we watched, and you know, I watched, and we chatted as they played. And then Ivy got her stay-up late time where she just wanted to read, so she just cuddled up in our laps and we read books together. But that has been really sweet in our home. So normally our kids go to bed at 7, but once a week, one kid gets to stay up for a little bit later. Um, And then, uh, you know, sometimes, like I said, my older does get to stay up a little bit, maybe reading, or sometimes um, she'll, we'll listen to an audio book together. Sometimes we have books that, because she's a little bit older, um, maybe her and I are just listening to an audio book together. And so she, the deal is you can stay up 30 minutes late if you help mama fold laundry and we'll listen to our audio book. And she's game. Like, hey, if she can get to stay up and listen to our audio book, she'll fold as much laundry as I want her to. So it's a fun time for us to spend together. That doesn't happen on like a routine basis, but sometimes that happens if we're trying to, you know, binge a little bit more of our audiobook, or if I need a lot of help with the piles of laundry. Um, but okay. So in the evenings, you know, what are some things that I tackle really? I I talked a little bit about what Simeon's doing, kind of reading to the kids. I might shower. Um, I'm trying to tidy the house. We do like more cleaning, cleaning through our clean 15. Uh, you can find that episode back in the in the lineup. Um, but I try to at least tidy. We want things picked up. I have a robot vacuum. So I usually try to pick up the floors, set that so that it's going sweeping the floors. I talked about cleaning the kitchen. I'm prepping for the next school day. Um, the school curriculum that I use is very open and go very teacher friendly. So there's not like a lot of laborious, like I don't have to prep for lessons. I don't have to spend like a ton of time, but I usually try to get our papers ready, get things lined up. Each kid has a clipboard, switch out their clipboard so that they have the things that are coming up for the next day. Um, you know, maybe writing a few grammar sentences on the board, whatever I'm doing, just kind of prep that. Um, I sometimes will gather laundry. Um, I talked about this a little bit in the, uh, rhythms of home episode, 
but sometimes I will go ahead and put a load of laundry in the washer. I won't start it. It's just sitting there so that when I come out in the morning, all I've got to do is close the door, dump the soap, and hit start. Um, so sometimes I'll do that. I do lay out the kids' clothes uh, every night for the next day. So I'm usually like quickly checking the weather because in Australia it's just wild. Uh, we're in winter, but it's been like almost 70 in the days. Um so I check the weather so I know what they need to wear. Um, but I lay out the kids' clothes so that in the morning, and this helps set them up for success. They have a morning routine. They're supposed to get up, get dressed, make their beds, making their beds. I had somebody ask me. So my, my three-year-old does make her bed. That basically means kind of like taking her ball of a blanket and smoothing it out a little bit. And you know what? She gave a good effort, and we're learning. It counts. Um, and then Eden spends a little bit of time reading in her Bible. But I do set out the kids' clothes. Clothes are laid out so they know when they get up, they change dirty clothes in the hamper, fresh clothes on. Um, and then I might think through, like, what are we eating tomorrow? Do I need to set out any meat uh, from the freezer, put it in the refrigerator, uh, things like that. Um, and then it, I think ahead, if there's an outing that we have, maybe we're going on a play date, maybe we're going to the park, um, maybe we have swim school tomorrow. Is there anything that I need to prep ahead so that I'm not rushing around the next morning? You know, are there diapers in the diaper bag? Um, things like that, getting us ready for the next day. Um, okay, so kids are in bed between 7, 7.30-ish, depending kind of on the day. Um, but what do, what do the evenings look like beyond that for Simeon and I? So um, we usually spend a little bit of time in the evenings working. Like I said, it's just, it's not my uh, prime time. I am not at my prime. Um, I'm not at my peak at that time of day. So I usually don't do anything like too involved. Sometimes I record podcasts um, if I'm, you know, feeling alert and awake. Um, but he does, he has a whole web design business, um, different things. So he usually works for a little bit in the evenings. I'm usually on my computer doing something, sometimes wasting time. Um, but we do work for a little bit. Um, I love hot tea. He actually enjoys hot tea. He likes coffee as well, so sometimes he'll drink coffee. Um, but I am a tea girl, so I will drink tea. My current favorite is strawberry green tea. I also really like peach green tea. Um... I need to start drinking my red raspberry tea actually now that I, I cannot believe I am this far in my pregnancy. Time is just flying, but I usually drink red raspberry tea a lot towards the end of my pregnancy, so I need to get some of that. Um, but anyways, I enjoy a cup of tea. Um, sometimes I will take a bath. I like putting Epsom salt and baking soda and some essential oils in there. Um, I, I always enjoy reading. I try to read a little bit every evening, whether I'm reading while I'm enjoying a cup of tea, whether I'm reading in the bath, whether I'm reading while laying in bed. Um, I try to get in a chapter or two of a book. Um, sometimes I've actually found with um, audiobooks, and I, I think I discovered this early in my pregnancy, by the end of the day, I was so, 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 so tired and worn out. Like to actually read a book with my eyes just felt too taxing. That's how bad it was in the beginning, ladies. Um, but I could listen to an audiobook. Like if I lay there and was like, I cannot believe it's seven and I'm going to bed at seven, maybe I'd lay there for an hour and listen to my audiobook. Um, and, you know, at first I was like, oh, I don't want to do that because I really like to highlight and no-take. And a lot of the books that I read are uh, just more nonfiction and informational. And I'm reading them for a purpose, whether it's a Bible study I'm doing or prepping for a podcast episode, doing research. So I need to like physically be engaged with the book. 
Um, so I've started listening to a little more fiction than I normally do, but that's where it comes in. When I'm too tired to do anything else, I just lay in bed and pop in my earbuds and I listen to my audiobook um, and and chill and relax and enjoy that. Um, uh, but uh, a lot of times that is when Simeon and I spend our time together. So even if we do work, we try to be off and done and everything by nine. Um, even whatever we're doing, we really are trying to be better about being off screens, computer screens, phone screens, all of that by nine. Um, there are many reasons. There's health reasons for that. There are circadian rhythms for that. Um, then there's just mental reasons for that. Putting that away and having a little bit of time between, you know, ending wrapping up our day and actually going to bed because uh, you know I know there's been times where it's like we are looking at that glowing screen in our dark room up until we say good night and go to bed so we've been trying to work on that um so by nine o'clock we try to be off all screens and phones um so depending on the evening sometimes we work from that like 7 30 to 9 or we're just kind of doing our own thing chilling um, but then a lot of times we that's our time to spend together uh, it's a little more complicated for us to get date nights now that we are in Australia and we don't have family that can just babysit on a whim. Um, so we have had to get creative and we have at-home date nights. We put the kids to bed and then him and I stay up and we play games together. Um, you know, occasionally we do watch a movie together. We don't have a TV, so we just watch it on our laptop screen. Um, that happens in a, you know, once in a blue moon. Um, but we do enjoy playing games together. We sometimes just sit and drink our tea together and chat. Um, we have been, the past two years, we've been trying to read a book a quarter together. Um, so that's been good. We're actually currently reading Cherish by Gary Thomas. That was highly, highly recommended. I've read a few of his other books. So we're reading that together. Um, so we just take turns reading it out loud to each other. And then it has some discussion questions at the end. So we've been going through this. We don't normally do the discussion questions. Um, and it actually kind of felt a little awkward the first time that we did it. But I am so enjoying that. It has prompted so many good conversations. And we've really had um, some some rich, deep conversations about life and marriage and our marriage and goals. Um, and so it's been really good. We've really been enjoying doing that. I, of course, I'm the like avid reader. He, I think he's to a point where he does enjoy reading, but he would much rather pick playing a game in the evening with me. Um, I, I'm really enjoying this book. So I feel like, you know, it's been multiple evenings where I'm like, Hey, you want to read together? Um, I will say one of our favorite games that we're playing together right now is called parks. I will link it down in the comments. I think it's a two to five player. Um, but it's all about the national parks of America. It is beautiful. It is so much fun. I think we could play it a million times and not be tired of it. We are really, really enjoying that game. Um, but that's kind of what our evenings look like. Um, we try to spend some intentional time together. We do try to get a few things done. We're trying to spend some intentional time with the kiddos. Um, and then we're also trying to wind down and make sure that we are getting the rest that we need, getting in bed soon enough so that the next day is set up well. Um, really trying to... Um, just take care of the home, take care of ourselves, reset. You know, there are some days where I just really did not get my devotional time during the day or I didn't get it in the morning. Maybe I just, being sick and pregnant, there were some mornings where it just was not happening. Um, 
So if need be, you know, I, I do it in the evening. Um, so it, you know, each evening looks a little bit different, but kind of the rhythm, the flow of what the evening looks like is, is the same. Um, so anyway, these are just some ways that we spend our evenings, some ideas on creating an evening routine. Maybe you're like, I just can't stand to read or I don't like tea. And so, you know, don't, don't, you don't have to take all my ideas, but maybe something sparked and you're like, oh, I want to try that. Um, you know, <laughs> so many people are like, oh, you have all these great ideas. I am a compilation of just so many other people. And that's really one of the reasons why I love having this podcast. I do read a lot. Um, I have worked hard to surround myself with godly women. I have been blessed um, to know and to be influenced by many godly women who are further down the road than I am. And we all have our own unique and ideas and creative things. And we do live in a day and age where technology and social media uh, gives us a little bit more of an avenue to to hear from other people. Um, so I, I enjoy seeing what's working for other people and seeing if that is something that would work for me. And, you know, I, I like sharing that with you. And I love hearing when something that I do, I mean, I just heard from a friend the other day and she was like, just simply you starting your laundry, like one of the first things in the morning has really changed my day. And I love hearing things like that. Um, that's, it's a blessing to me that I was a blessing to you because I was blessed by someone else seeking to be a blessing. So anyway, these are just some ideas on trying to create a good evening routine. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.